0: Thoughts on yesterday's announcement that Sky uh, Spark Sport will no longer exist from July 2023. Now, Grant, you're involved with Spark Sport. I have been far less to a degree over the time. My heart goes out to those um, who make a livelihood from it, who have found out this pretty, you know, huge news just prior to Christmas. I'm sure they're uh, shell-shocked. These words probably won't do anything for them, but uh, I really do feel for them.
1: Yeah, it's a a really tough time to make an announcement like that for for some people that it's going to affect in a big way. Um, But I think what I will say is having worked with Spark Sport, I think that there was a lot of different technology used, like tried to trailblaze the world of streaming at a time that maybe we'll look back at it and go, well, you know, Spark was on the right track. Um, It's just, it's sad because I think, we tried to do something different in the way that we commentated the game, the way we try to actually bring characters back into the game, um, get a little bit closer to the players. I think there was a big sort of player, a broadcaster sort of split in a way. But, um, you know, having Brendan McCullum and Stephen Fleming, current players that have played with a lot of those guys on the field, I think that that brought um, us closer to those players. And we got more more out of the players, which was great. You got a bit of rain this year too, haven't you? Yeah, we did Knowing get a that. little bit of rain. Yeah, that was tough. But, um, you know, from July 2023, I think looking forward, it can't be a bad thing having cricket free to air. Well, New you know? Zealand
0: cricket are the biggest winner of this. They get paid, as they would have, and now they get far greater exposure. You heard the, the strangeness from, from David White talking about, you know, this is great that it's uh, no longer behind a paywall after New Zealand cricket, for which he's been you know running for a number of years, have put it behind a paywall. So... I understand you need to make money to keep players satisfied, to keep them in the game, but now you get exposure of free-to-wear, what, some 300-odd games, or days of cricket or something like that, I think. Yeah, and, and it's an you think... St- extraordinary chance to get great exposure, um, and an oddity, because free-to-wear sport, free-to-wear and sport, I should say, just haven't been joined at the hip very often in no. this
1: generation. And I've said it a number of times on the shows that I wish that um, all mainstream sports in New Zealand were actually free to air because I want to promote it to to children to their generation because there's a lot of kids falling out of love of the game of sport or game of uh, any sport that we've got in New Zealand and especially our mainstream sports of cricket and rugby. So hopefully this will promote you know the game a lot more and those kids to to find a love of the game. We've spoken about our emotional uh, connection with the sport, which is probably Test Cricket with us growing up. But a lot of these kids will have an emotional connection to um, the, the white ball game. Um, and now with Test Cricket free-to-air, um, it's a fantastic opportunity for, for cricket to grow. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, it's sad with Spark Sport because I think, you know, the technology that was going to be used in the six years... That they banked on, on having cricket. There were some exciting things in the pipeline. It's just not meant to be. So, um, exciting to see what will be made of the game of cricket in the future. Mm. Indeed. Uh,
0: speaking of the future and cricket, uh, there is a new dawn uh, for the Black Caps. Love to get the uh, verdict uh, and instant reaction from our listeners on 0800 150 811 or 8833 if you want to send a text. As to the news, Kane Williamson steps down as Test captain, Tim Southey takes over. Tom Latham is vice-captain, despite being the fill-in test captain over a number of test matches when Williamson uh, has been away, uh, generally due to that problematic uh, elbow injury of his, of course. Uh, Grant, how did you feel about that? Were, were you surprised? I, I was in the sense, I, I thought, maybe one of the white ball forms. I, 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 we, we see this often, that post the T20 World Cup is probably the perfect time to actually change something. I thought the T20 um, game he might relinquish, eye on the... The one day World Cup, of course, uh, next year, um, and maybe relinquish that um, post it. I, I didn't really consider him handing over the reins of the test side, considering how successful he has been. And you, I cannot state this. Enough. He is by m- miles the most successful New Zealand test captain, if you're looking plainly at results.
1: Yeah, or well, not only results, but you look at his own results. So I think there's a number of players, and I think Virat Kohli would be a classic example of someone who struggled to mix his own game with captaincy, whereas Kane Williamson, he averaged 57 in tests as captain. But also, he's got the best test record by 20% wins. I think that's about right, isn't it? Isn't he 55%? Brendan McCullum and Stephen Fleming around 55? He won 55%
0: of the 40 tests he was in charge of. He won 22 of those 40 tests. Next best. Here to take a guess. Uh, Stephen Fleming. No, Tom Latham.
1: Tom Latham well, well, four of
0: nine. So that tells me they got a very good
1: side. Yeah, leadership, yeah. breadth of leadership. So going back to your question though, with Tim Southey, I was surprised that it was Tim Southey. I was surprised that it was uh, Cummins from Australia. The reason being is because bowlers, bowlers do tend to get injured, but also bowlers need to have a bit of rest as well. So a so, bowler can't be a captain in your mind? He can be a captain. But We've had Sean Pollock as captain, but... you bowling
0: racist, you?
1: <laughs> it, it's tough, though. You, you bowling 25 overs in a day, you have to still concentrate on the game. That's a lot of workload for you as a, as a player. So I was quite surprised that it was Southie. I'm not saying that he's not the man for the job. I think he'd do a great job. But it was quite strange that Tom Latham was always the stand-in captain, when Kane Williamson wasn't captain. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, and, and that is a really interesting point. Um, Although I, I look at um, Tom Latham's production with the bat as a captain, averaging just 31, maybe they've just said, you know, plus the function of Tim Southey's age, mm. he's not going to hold this job for seven, eight years. How long did Williamson have it for? Six, About six, seven years? Yeah. He's not going to be captain for six or seven years, Tim Southey. Maybe Latham comes back in. Maybe they just want him to get back to doing his number one job, which is uh, scoring runs at the top of the order. But it is an oddity, isn't it? Harry Cave in the 50s did it. Uh, Dion Nash. Everyone forgets Dion Nash, captain of the New Zealand cricket side for three Tests in the late nineties. Yeah, and I... Tim South, and that's about it. So, can bowlers, listeners, um, be a Test captain? As far as you're concerned, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven double eight double three. We'll get uh, more of uh, Grant's thoughts a little bit later in the segment, um, in association with BGG Rights and uh, Turf. As we uh, talk some uh, uh, issues of uh, the cricketing world, but love to get your thoughts on the football World Cup final. Who wins and why? Chris writes, Messi could end the week with the golden boot, golden ball and World Cup trophy. Would love to see him win the World Cup, but will be a tough game. Thank you, Chris. Love to get uh, football fans or sports fans' thoughts on that. Of course, we've got full commentary of the final 4am on Monday morning and the changes in New Zealand cricket. Uh, now is your time to join the show. Back after this break, 0800-150-811 or we'll text up uh, At the top of the programme, we uh, got uh, the thoughts of uh, Grant as far as the test captaincy for the upcoming series um, in Pakistan. I want to start in Pakistan. England, Pakistan, what an incredible test series they have, um, you know, given us. I think in our sporting tips should run a mile from, I said Pakistan would win the second test when they were paying $1.57 that day. Mm. Um, guess what? The next session, they crumbled in their first innings. Um, uh, and then there was a, a, a wonderful run chase. Not often do you see the fourth uh, innings of a match see the highest total, but still not enough, but really dramatic stuff.
1: Oh, it was dramatic stuff, but I think there there was also um, a catch that was really disputed, um, and that was, um, you know, which I think Pakistan said that it was grasped, and unfortunately it was uh, given out. But England won that Test match by 27 runs. It was dramatic. The thing is, to win in the subcontinent, you have to play unbelievable cricket. I don't think maybe the listeners understand, or those people watching it, how foreign the conditions are. The fact that England got the ball to reverse swing um, was a, a massive bonus because normally it's Pakistan that get the, the ball to reverse swing. But having Mark Wood, who we've spoken a lot about this year, and we've watched him firsthand you know, in the T20 World Cup, the pace that he bowls at, um, it, unbelievable that uh, you know, the likes of him, James Anderson, um, and even Ollie Robinson, it was more the seamers that did the damage on a, a turning pitch. And you had uh, reverse swing, which is going to be huge. So to beat Pakistan in Pakistan, Pakistan, it's almost foreign conditions for them in a way. You need Jack Leach's head. His
0: head. When Joe Root was rubbing, oh, yeah. the, rubbing the ball on Leach's head.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do need that. Yeah. Yeah, with a sweat. Can you it, do that? Well, you're not allowed to you use can't, saliva anymore. You can't use anymore. saliva, but you can use sweat. What about the pits? Just get it under the pits. <laughs>
0: We'll get Rotate we'll get you after it. your world record attempt. Oh. You'll be nervous a, a little bit later. So, uh, well done, England. Um, there was there was quite an act of alpha maleness after that game, wasn't there, Grant?
1: Yeah. So I just saw it emerge, um, and of course, there's another test to go uh, between these two teams. But uh, England won the first one by seventy-four runs, and then by twenty-six in the the second test. And after the um, after the test match, it looked like Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum, both Kiwi alphas headed to the middle for a six-hitting competition. Wow. Paul Collingwood was throwing the ball. Two they were year how, how <laughs> far, Who could hit the ball furthest with brilliant. all the team lined up behind them? Was, that's fantastic. So good. <laughs> yeah. Who won? Uh, Brendan McCallum. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: get out the ball. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Uh, of course, more international cricket. It's Australia up against South Africa. Uh, that starts later today. But New Zealand, uh, head to Pakistan. A uh, full commentary of the Test and One Day Series right here on SCNZ. Boxing Day. It has been moved up one day, a Boxing Day test. Uh, I think it clashes with uh, local elections in Karachi, so they've uh, just augmented the series. Uh, we'll have full coverage. We'll get Grant thoughts on the squad that has been announced. Donald, though, as we go to the lines on 0800 811 Donald, welcome to the show. Happy Christmas and all that. Happy Christmas, hey, And You
2: too, matey. Uh, You'll probably know, uh, Grant will know me as Zach. <laughs> oh, you Zach. Day. Yeah, from the Ooh. old days and uh, the nicknames. Now, I've got a quick joke about two old fellows called Daniel and Grant playing golf. You know, yes. It was a windy day, and Daniel's out there, and he tees off the wind behind him. went miles. Yeah, be... he... yeah it, would. Turns... it would. Yeah, and he turns around to Grant and says, Grant, my eyesight's not as good as it used to be. You didn't see where that went, did you? And Grant says, yeah, I did, but I can't remember. <laughs> well, that's quite apt, because... Grant's got
1: a memory like a goldfish. That is apt, Donald. Yeah.
0: And I do hit a massive ball,
1: (laughs) especially on the back of a Wellington northerly or southerly. Uh, Zach, are you from Marist? Are you Marist cricket club?
2: No, I used to play for New Brighton Cricket Club and Lancaster Park Cricket Club. Oh, my word. We
1: had some real tussles against New Brighton. I remember when you had the, uh, the change rooms, there was just a curtain between the two teams. There was a lot of nice words spoken at the... At the halfway mark between those two teams, very competitive.
2: Yeah. Now, funny, um, it burned down about or eight years ago, maybe 10. And
1: there was a whole lot of photos down. on
2: the wall. And the only photo that was left of was, was the team that I was in, our winning team. <laughs> Donald, you're my prime suspect. <laughs> Where were you eight years ago on said
0: day? <laughs> I, 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 we need an inquiry. Hey, Donald, in a word. Yay or nay? You fought some South Easties, Captain.
2: Uh, nay. Why not? Are you like um, Grant, You discriminate against
0: fast bowlers.
2: And uh, no, not so much that he's not going to be around long enough. He's only going be hanging around a few years, and I think he'll follow Trent Bolt.
1: Well, well Donald, look at um, I mentioned James Anderson. Look at him. So James Anderson and uh, Stuart Law. It's an Ford. outlier, Grant. It may be an outlier, but they were they were take. White ball cricket was taken away from them. Concentrate on Test cricket. And look at their careers. Lasted a lot longer than should it.
0: they yeah, a whole yeah, heap more uh, Test
1: cricket in England, don't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they in saying four that... They still years I don't, young
2: and... Yeah, carry on, Donald. Yeah, no, in saying that, I think, Tim, I don't know what he's got regarding family-wise. Because I know Treat went away because of his family. He wanted to spend time with them. But I don't know what... Come on, um,
0: Donald! Come on, Donald, really?! Really, yeah, well, the had nothing yeah, to do I... with
2: the fat
0: checks oh, he gets not. to cut because he's an exceptional
2: cricketer and deserves every penny that's coming his way. Yeah, but how much do you need? Well, maybe maybe if he cut back instead of getting a, a fifty-acre ha- farm, maybe if he cut down to an acre, he <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> need so much.
0: The pyromaniac now taking <laughs> taking money. <laughs> uh, thanks, Donald. Appreciate your thoughts. 800 um, 158 or text 8833. Grant, uh, what did you make of the squad? Yeah, um, I think... Uh, eight probably, bat, sorry, eight batsmen, seven bowlers, I think's the split, and I'll include Blundell and the eight batsmen.
1: Well, the forgotten man of New Zealand cricket is AJS Patel. Everyone forgot about his 10-wicket haul. I think he's been nominated for a Halberg, um, and rightfully so. So AJ.s. Patel comes back into the squad you immediately look at spin, and you go, okay, well, what sort of spin will we have? Because England, um, you know, they had Leach as their front-line spinner, um, and then they used a few batters. Um, I guess looking at it and seeing Michael Bracewell there, will he get another opportunity? Because he played some tests in um, in England as that all-rounding, uh, all-rounder rounding all position. But sodi back into the test squad along with Glenn Phillips, I think, and, and Blair Tickner are probably your surprise outside of, I guess, the mainstream players. So I think we've got a nicely balanced team. Um, I think the the key will be reverse swing. So you look at Neil Wagner, uh, who's there to bowl reverse swing. Tim Southey, maybe not so much. Uh, but Neil Wagner, if he can get the ball to reverse, I think we're a little bit light on um, on seam there. So Matt Henry, Tim Southey, Blair Tickner and Neil Wagner make up the seam bowlers. And you can get seaming conditions, seam and swing. You can get seam and swing conditions in Pakistan. I don't
0: pitches don't break up as much as in
1: India. No, and it'll be fascinating to see the pitches that they produce after this England series because remember there hasn't been a lot of test cricket in, in Pakistan. So the fact that they're going to be playing three tests will give them a a, a huge advantage, not only their players who have played most of their tests in Dubai. Uh, and now are being accustomed to their own conditions, which is why it's so difficult to win overseas, and especially in subcontinent conditions. So the conditions will make up a a lot of this test. Interesting to see how they start off, whether they they are going to be seeming conditions. Uh, But I'd say that Pakistan have got the upper hand because this has been a tough test series for them against England, a really tough one. And normally what you, you get is a team that comes out of a tough test series they play some uh, unbelievable cricket. So if New Zealand think they're going to go there and do what England did, England have um, have done some amazing stuff because they've been so aggressive. Can we play that same aggressive brand? I'm not too sure. Um, but I think that we, we always do punch pretty smarts and test cricket. But to beat Pakistan in Pakistan is not going to be easy.
0: Uh, I'd normally ask you to whittle down a squad to are playing Line-up for the first test. I'm going to ask ha- you. How about um, I give you a, a playing 11, you pick holes in it. I like it. Okay. Latham, Young, Williamson, Conway, Mitchell, Blundell, Bracewell, Sody, Southey, Wagner, Patel.
1: Yeah, I do think that you are a seamer short there. I think it's gutsy going in with just the two seamers. Mitchell. Um, and yeah, Daryl Mitchell. A <sighs> uh, holding role. Um I, I do like the fact that you've been... It's dependent on the pitcher. Daniel, if you've got a pitch that you know is going to take turn and it's going to break up, then you're definitely playing Patel and Sody. Um, I think Brace will... Plays? I, I think I he's think your he's all-rounder. I think he will play at seven. He's but... your bowling all-rounder. Because so it's either,
0: it's either Sody yeah. or, a, or another
1: quick. Or a Blair Tickner. Or Henry. Yeah. So it's probably be Henry that'll get the nod. You go Henry, Southey, Wagner. Um, And what we haven't seen in Test cricket, is Neil Wagner, the ability to bowl reverse swing. Honestly, Neil Wagner, when we played domestic cricket, and I don't know if you ever saw it at the Basin, but I definitely saw it in Queenstown when he got the five wickets for one run or whatever it was in a spell.
0: Even shaping the ball back into the right-handers. Yeah. But with the newer ball seems to, seems to have really come into his...
1: Is armory. Yeah, so he's, he's got the ability to do that now, but it'll be fascinating to see if he's got the ability to get that, find that reverse swing that he got in domestic cricket because it was unplayable. It went so late. Come around the wicket to right-handers, he'd spear it in at leg stump, and it ended up taking off stump out the ground. So we haven't seen that from him in international cricket, and I'd love to see the sort of form that he's in.
0: Okay, so you're giving me the, there is a chance that is the 11, but the only question mark is a third quick at the expense of a SOTY. Uh, That is uh, swinging both ways with PGG Rights and Turf, key suppliers of New Zealand cricket grounds it is.